You're listening to the SFL Podcast. What up? <laughs> that's what you had? That's it. That's, I mean, I haven't really thought much on it, so that's it. Kobe said that to me the other day. What did he come in and he said, uh, oh, what to do, dog, or something silly? And I was like, he goes, hey, did you hear me? And I was like... What am I supposed to say to that? I don't, I did hear you, but I don't know how to respond to what it do, dog. Like, <laughs> coming from him. Yeah. Like, Josh is in this phase right now where he calls me, uh, bro. Like, what up, bro? Oh, or, um, and I'm like, okay, friend. Like, <laughs> I, and so now we're in this phase where that's what we're doing. And that's then the, yesterday, I accidentally, we were walking in the house and he said something and I said, girl. And I didn't mean to. To Josh. To Josh. Josh he was so offended. <laughs> hey, that's kind of like a weird thing. Why can he call us bro? I know. We can't call him sis. That's right. But I was, I was laughing so hard because I was like, he was so offended. And I was That's like, funny. I didn't mean to. I immediately corrected myself. So anyways. Well, we're excited for today. I am. This one's going to be fun. It's going to be easy. I feel like. I do. Easy conversation. Easy to, um, to roll right into. And I love that this is one of the first ones that the Lord laid on our heart because I feel like it is the heart of SFL. I agree. It is the heart. It's the message behind what um, what came from that ministry. And um, we talked a little bit about what SFL um, is and what, what we're about on that, um, on our last podcast. But um, to go more in depth with this and um, the heart behind it. And so um, made for this moment, it really is the heart. Um, I, I honestly can look back on so, so many of the messages that I've spoke at SFL and almost all of them go back to this. Mm-hmm. It goes back to um, calling women out and um, yeah. and having them to feel worthy in what God's called them to do and having them to be excited about their call right. and, and the mission that God has for them and um, for them to know that they are worthy of the call for their life and um, worthy to do what it is that they're supposed to do mm-hmm. in their purpose. And um, so I feel like definitely if there was a ultimate theme or like you had to pinpoint SFL for one thing, um, I would say made for this moment is a good one. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, just challenging women to re to, to change their mindset on the circumstances that they're in Mm -hmm. the time period that we're in to just go, Hey, this didn't happen by accident. We were actually made for this. Yeah. So we don't have to be afraid of this we were made for this yeah and two for um i feel like it's always been my goal with sfl that women leave here and know that every single one of you have something to offer Mm -hmm. you know because a lot of the times we really do get wrapped up in the mundanes of life and doing life and then you forget that um you were you were made for a purpose. And I want every woman to know that it may not be your thing to to um, speak or it may not be your thing to media may not be your thing whatever you have something to offer right and what you have to offer is important Mm -hmm. and so I feel like um, made for this moment is in all like yeah you may not be made to speak but you may be made to serve or made Mm -hmm. which we're all made to serve but in those moments you know and so I really feel like um, 
I'm excited about what's to come this year with SFL. Um, the theme that we have, everything that, and it's once again, it's calling women out of their comfort zone. Right. I liked, uh, I think made for this moment when we were discussing this, we were talking about why is this at the heart of SFL? And then you just go back to last year's conference and our theme was you were created for today. Yeah. And I feel like that's really what sparked this in us. Like being created for something and knowing that everything about you, the color of your hair, the, the height that God gave you, you know, mm-hmm. with the parents that he gave you, the location that he put you in, nothing about you is by accident. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things you can look in your life and go, well, that's less than God's best. Those are things that God wants to redeem in your story because he wants to use those. Yeah. And so it's not, you don't look at it and go, well, God can't use me because of this or God can't use me because of that. We look at it and we go, God will use me because yeah. of this. Yeah. And um, one thing I heard this story, I thought it was pretty cool. We were just talking about being creative for today and made for this moment. But um, this girl, she said she was she was growing up and she was really upset with God because all of her friends were um, really tall. She said at one point in time, I, I just stopped growing and everybody else kept going. And so she was like four foot ten or something crazy. And then um, she said, you know, all my friends had blonde hair and I had black hair like short black hair and they had blue eyes and I had these brown eyes and she said she when she got older God ended up calling her so that was a point of frustration in her growing up years but God ended up calling her to the mission field in like Beijing and she said she got there she got off the plane she was walking around with all these people and she was looking around and she was going wow all these people stopped growing when I stopped growing. Like they were all her height. She said none of them had blonde hair. They all had brown hair and they all had brown eyes. And we look at our lives and we're like, okay, well, I'm missing this. I'm missing that. I'm missing this. But God is like, that's on purpose. Absolutely. You know, I hated being gigantic when I was growing up, but I have to look at my life and go, what about me? What about the way I look? What about the way that I think? Or, you know, the people that's been placed in my life. What about this does God want to use in this moment for today? Yeah. Well, and um, a lot of times, like, I guess it's so cool that you said that because we don't even think about the details, the eye color. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we just think, oh, God was just trying to be creative and make me different. But, like, he has a purpose for everything. (laughs) Like, even as small as our eye color or our Uh hair, you know. And um, I think that is so, so cool to think about that. I do. Because I think, too, I think when you're thinking about God and creation, you're like, man, I've already done this. So God's thinking, I've already done this. So let me just throw this together. Yeah. And we just kind of feel like God threw us together. They, he yeah. spent a lot of time on her. She's yeah. great. She's pretty. <laughs> she's all these things. I know those. I was just <laughs> thrown together. Yeah. You know, I was the scraps left over yeah. from what he didn't want to use on that perfect person. Yeah. But that's not at all in the no. heart of God. God was excited when he created you. Yeah. He was passionate when he created you. Yeah. He was like, hey, Look at this creation. You know, he was showing all the angels, look, I created this. He Mm -hmm. was excited about that. And we really have to challenge ourselves to understand we are God's masterpiece and we have purpose in every little part of us has a purpose. Yeah. We are made for this moment. We were, this is inspiring me. Like, yeah. I'm like, because oh, I was not planning and going in this direction. Like, we just started talking and I a was natural, like, hey, yeah. 
But I thought about that story. So. It's so good. And it really isn't. I mean, like, I'm feeling so I'm like, you're right. I am made for this. Right. I love my blue eyes, you know, yeah. so good. And it is it's um, it does lead us, I feel like, into um, into Esther. I do. So I want you to share that scripture that you that you found that is ever so perfect. For yes, this. which it's you know, it's what we used last year, what Keisha used when she spoke um, on your creative for today. I feel like when we landed in 2020, everybody took so much like comfort from Esther because could just because of this verse, mm-hmm. it says, you know, if you don't know the Esther story, she is a Jewish girl who lands in um, a beauty contest for a year. She has to go. She has to be in this beauty contest for uh, becoming the next queen. Well, she ends up getting chosen to be the queen. So now she's um, in the palace. Well, while all that's happening in the world outside of the palace, the there's a plot being made against the Jews and Haman is trying to have a day ordained which people can just go into the streets, find Jewish people and kill them. Yeah. So like your Her neighbor, people. which has been your neighbor your whole life, yeah. is going to end up being the person that could kill you. Yeah. And so it's going to be you. It's going to be your kids. It's going to be everything. Like they're trying to annihilate the Jewish people. And so uh, Esther becomes aware of this plot through her uncle. And he is worried, you know, Absolutely. obviously. So And so he sends Esther a message. And he says to Esther, this is Esther 4, chapter verse 12. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. So first he he goes to her and he tells her, hey, you have to do something. And she responds with, I can't do anything. I'm, you know, I'm just this one girl in this moment. But um, the king, if you're going to go in front of the king, you have to be invited. And I have not been invited. Yeah. And also you have to think about where she's coming from. She's she's replaced a queen that got banished. Yeah. Exactly. So she has a fear. Yeah, she has a right to say it's not like she's just saying, I think he will respond this way. He has Has, responded that way. It's already happened. So it's not that. So she has a right. If if you you could not look at Esther and go, there's no reason you should be afraid. Yeah, no, absolutely. Every every reason reason to be afraid. Exactly. And so anyway, so Esther's responds back. Hey, I cannot do that. And he comes back to her and he says, when Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, He sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And this is the part that everybody really takes Mm -hmm. comfort from. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I get chills every time. I know. Every right? time. Because it's just like God is like, uh, it's not by accident. No, nothing about who she was. Right. She was made in that in that message last year. She was made beautiful right. to be chosen by him. Mm-hmm. And she had to be chosen because she had to be there. She had to be in that position. Exactly. So cool. I know. And it pumps right. me up because it's like God is no respecter of person. Right. And he has moments like that for each one of mm-hmm. us, that everything about your DNA and who you are and why you were created was to to 
mm-hmm. shake the world like that, yeah, you know? Exactly. And that's so cool. And she could have looked at that and gone, well, this is just for me. My yeah. beauty is just for me. Some people resent their beauty because yeah. some people don't take them seriously. Maybe it's been a source of heartache for them. Yeah. You know, like there are things that you about your life that you may resent, but God, God gave you those for a purpose. He wants to redeem them. She could have said, this is just a me thing. It's not for anybody else. But it was the door that opened a, a passage for her to be able to save a people, yeah. you know, through through God. And so we have to go, what in this was I made to do, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people, too, go, it goes back to what I said earlier about, like, well, I don't like to speak. I, mm-hmm. I'm not a public speaker. Or, I mean, that was Esther, but, like, I'm not beautiful. Or I'm not, you know, like, and I think it goes back to um, knowing God, knowing His heart, and knowing and how to listen to the Holy Spirit so that you can hear those, right. th- you know, I, I know that being in my word fulfills those things in me, that I do feel more worthy and I do feel yeah. more powerful and I do feel more beautiful. And right. I know that he created me for reasons and purposes. And I know that in the culture that we live in, it's so easy to forget those things yeah. and get wrapped in, up into what I'm not. Right. You know, social media and all of those things um, make me compare. And I I wish I had longer hair. I wish I had blue. I I wish I had, you know, all these things. And I'm like, when you, you know, go back to the word of God, God saying, but this is, I made you for a reason. I love your hair. I love your Mm -hmm. eyes. And then you take your eyes off of that back to social media. I wish I had, I wish I, and I feel like it's just um, making sure that you're in the word and then you know that what God says about you. Because, you know, know. the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you need faith to believe that you were created for a purpose, then you need to be putting the word of God in front of you. Absolutely. You need to just drown out the noise and just put your put the word of God in front of you. I think that is of utmost importance for me personally that I have struggled really within the last year. We did our fast in January and um, I fasted social media because I had come to a place of complete comparison. I was just comparing every day. And in that comparison, I did not feel worthy. And I know that social media is a place that I've been called to, to minister and encourage ladies. And I just wasn't there. I wasn't there because I didn't feel worthy to be there. I didn't feel worthy to, um, I wasn't cool enough or I didn't have enough experience in it. And yeah. and that's just not God. Right. And so what I did for 21 days is I completely got off and I got in my word and I reminded myself who God said I was. And when I come back, none of that mattered. And I had to be, um, I had to be a very um, intentional on who I follow. Right. Like I was deleting some influencers that are great women, but that caused me to feel a certain way. Yeah, I and I had way. to get rid of those things to to feel worthy for the moment. Yeah, for sure. I feel that way, not necessarily with um, influencers and social media, but um, as far as like filtering the amount of like the information that comes into you or what you're consuming, I had to fast podcasting last last um, January, which um, we talked about, but. I did that because I was I follow a lot of news people on um, podcasting and all I was getting was like what's wrong in the world yeah you know what I mean which can be very overwhelming yeah it could be like Esther hey you were just living your life and now hey did you know that your uncle and everybody that you love they could die like they're they're about to get hunted down yeah and that feels overwhelming and you feel insignificant in that moment you know what I mean and it it made me feel that way so you had to go to how am I going to, how am I going to build the faith in me to be able to meet the moment? 
Yeah, that's good. You know, because God put something inside of me for this time. He did not go, oh, my bad. I meant to put her in a different era. (laughs) I meant to put her with a different family. God doesn't make mistakes. No. You can rest assured that you look at your life and go, this went wrong. That's not a mistake. God wants to redeem that. Yeah. And it will be a part of your story. Yeah. It always takes me back to Romans 8, 28. For all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And we're all called. Mm -hmm. And so there are many, many, many things that I can look back on my childhood and things that I went through and situations that I was put in or put myself in that I can feel shame and I feel unworthy and I feel like how can God use that? But it is what made me who I am today, and it has inspired me, and it has pushed me to be a better person. And so, yeah, I can see where God used those situations. And I know that some women out there are thinking, no, you don't know. Like, you don't, but I do. Like, I do know. You know, like, I have been through those horrific experiences or things in my life, and God has used them, and He can, and and because He's the almighty creator, and He's so much more creative than us, and I mean, recent situations where I'm like, God, how can good come from this? Mm-hmm. And he just can. He yeah. just does. So good. He just does. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, I love, love, love. Like like we said, I don't want to do life without him. Right. I don't. But Yeah. So the other, one of the points I had from reading that verse is the very beginning of it. It says, he says, don't think because you're at the king's house. Oh, he says in verse 14, if you remain silent at this time. And one of the points that stands out to me about Esther was that she she was in the palace and nobody knew that she was Jewish. Yeah. So her her, name is not Esther. It's Hadassah. Yeah. And here she is. She had to take her uncle told her you need to take a like secular name, a pagan, not pagan, but a Persian name. Yeah. And you need to fit in. Yeah. You don't need they don't need to know that you're Jewish. Don't Mm -hmm. don't do that. And so then there came a time when a line was drawn in the sand and she had to make a stand. And I feel like we're living in that moment. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's been lines drawn in sand. Yep. And we can no longer remain silent. Absolutely. So you're, it's going to be plainly obvious God's people. Yeah. Versus not God's people. Oh, and that really excites me because I've had this thought. I may have even said it in a message that I spoke that it's like, Like you said, God could have put us at any time, in any era, at any moment, but He chose us for what feels like one of the most major moments ever. Yeah. Like to draw a line in the sand. Yeah. You are who you are. I made you who who I've created you to be. And just um, being different. And I feel like um, now more than ever, it's so cool to think God trusted me in this time. Like you trusted me to live in this era to make a difference. And really, I feel like more than ever in the culture that we live in and some that have lived, you know, are quite older, might not say, oh, no, there were some tough times. And I feel like there are. There were. But I feel like the time that we're living in and right now in this culture, in this moment, it does feel very overwhelming. There is yeah. a lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot going wrong. It's on every front. It's political. Everyone. It's social. Yep. It's your kids. It's your husbands Marriage. and wives. It's your friendships. It's oh, God. everywhere. Attacks at all areas. Yeah. And so I, I feel, feel like, like it all blew up at one time. I agree. That makes it worse. I agree. you're like, what? Like how so many times Where in 2020 through 2021, you were like, like jaw drop, like what's going on? I know. At at one point, my husband was like, um, I don't want to live through another like, 
what do they call it? Oh God, I drew a blank. But hmm. pretty much like once in a lifetime moment. Yeah. Like we lived through oh, a, even the weather. <laughs> yes. We lived in a once in a lifetime flood. And it was mm-hmm. like we lived a once in a lifetime this hurricane. We lived in a once in a lifetime pandemic and a once in a lifetime. Right. And it was like, you're like, I'm done. Like we've set our records. Like yeah. I won't set any more records. Yeah, like, right. You know? But it's like you said, God trusted us. He did. That's awesome. He trusted us to go through this with grace, mm-hmm. to go through this with um, mercy, mm-hmm. to go through this, and um, not only to uh, to encourage. I was gonna say he to trusted us to point people to in him that direction when they need it. Yeah, that's, that's what's awesome. So exciting. Yeah, so exciting. I do. I feel uh, on honestly too. It's a, um, it's important. Yeah, for it's sure. important. That's the reason. It is. That's what I was gonna say. Like Esther had beauty, and we like we we hit on this. It wasn't about. It wasn't for personal profit. Yeah, you know, it wasn't so that she could just be beautiful and she could just be the best. Her beauty was really a service to her people. Yeah, it opened a door for her wow. that served her people. Yeah, when Joseph. When Joseph, you know, got a vision of his future of I'm going to be this great leader, he had to go through years of turmoil. And then when he got there, he said, God sent me ahead of you. So his position wasn't for his own benefit. It was for a service to the other people. Yeah. It was for his people. Yeah. And any moment that you do and God, you find something inside of you, it's not for you. Yeah. Your gifts are not about you. They're not. Your gifts are about other people. When God yeah. puts a moment in front of you, it's not about you. It's about the people who need to hear what you have to say. Yeah. The Bible says that, you know, the words of our testimony are what are going to minister to people. And we have to be willing to say, hey, I have a testimony. This is it. This is my moment. This is what I this is what I meant to. What I was created to do. Right. Well, and that's good because like you said, your gifts are not for you. And some people are like, wait, what? Yeah. They don't get what that means. And um, we hear a lot of that. We hear a lot of people that speak on that. And um, we're kind of used to that to say, like, I know that, okay, if God gave me the gift of public speaking, it's something that I want to use for him. Right. And a lot of people are like, oh, I'm really good at that. But they've never thought, how can God use that? Yeah. Exactly. You know, because their mind just never went there, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's like shifting your focus to go, okay, what am I good at and how can God use that? Right. That's good. You know, because if you're good at homemaking, like yeah. say you're like, a, I'm killing this mom thing. Like if you're Joanna Gaines, like if you are killing, she's killing a lot more areas, she's killing than- <laughs> so many areas. But if like you have this gift of creating an atmosphere, yeah, like that's your gift and you create atmospheres that you love. Well, guess what? That's also so that other people can find peace in that atmosphere. Absolutely. Like, so that's just like a, just a way to think about it. Yeah. Like if you have a gift of this, it's so that other people can find shelter in, in that. that. Yeah. And like you just said, it's as far as, you know, maybe that mom at home with her kids thinks, okay, maybe I'm not the next great thing, but maybe my kid is. So I'm going to raise this child. Know that God can still use you. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah, God's probably going to use your kid and your kid's going to turn out great. But don't think that your assignment is only that, which right. is big. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Because that, I love it. I, I love like what, what um, Cammie said to you that one time. Just at home, raising Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> 
Changing diapers, raising Jesus. Jesus. That's right, which is vitally important. But like you said, I love how you said that, that you may be wonderful at creating your home and to be a space, but know that, okay, I'm raising my children in this space, but invite people in. Right. Minister, disciple. Yeah. You know, exactly. We've heard that word a lot lately. We have. I think that's going to be the God's focus for 2022. Yep. Disciple. Yeah. I think, um, you know, one of the things that I have come into this year really having to go was like, don't miss this moment. Yep. Because I know um, one of the things that God has been dealing with me on was like, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Because I could miss moments so much because I don't think I have what it takes. Mm-hmm. Like, which is crazy. That feels bigger than what I'm able to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or um, you're, you're like the giant in front of you is bigger then, you know, you feel mm-hmm. like you are able to, to, to conquer or whatever. Yeah. And then also there's just not knowing what to do. Where to start. Yeah. Where to start, what to do. So, yeah. you know, fear is something that we have to really put in its place when we talk about being made for this moment, because I think, think fear is a reason, like it definitely would have been a reason that Esther would have been like, oh, I'm not going in there. Yeah, don't sign me up for that. Right. (laughs) And it's a reason that whenever Moses was talking to a burning bush, like a bush that was on fire but not being burnt up. So he's literally talking to a miraculous thing that's happening. Yeah. And it's talking to him. Yeah. And he's arguing with it. Yeah, I've spoke on that. It was very fun. Yes. He's like, I can't. God says, go talk to Pharaoh. And he's like, I can't do that. I know. I remember really uh, pressing the fact that you are watching a bush burn and it's not burning and you're arguing with God. Yeah. Like, how do you even do that? I know. And it's, it's really shifting your focus because what we do in those moments is we go, but all you're doing is you're looking inward and you're looking at how much you lack. Oh, wow. And yeah. you're not looking at how big God is. Yeah. And all it takes is a focus shift. Yeah, because if you think about it, if he would have really stopped and looked at the fact that is not burning. Okay, God's pretty big. If he can handle that, he can definitely handle me. Right. And my lack, you know. Yeah. And so it's like, wow, if you really, really think about it, it's like, what? God is more than enough to fill the void yeah. of what we lack. What I like was what God said to him in that to that time. He said, hey, I created you. Yeah. Like you're arguing with me. I'm asking you to do something that yeah. I created you to, to do. do. Yeah. You have what it takes. Yeah. I know that you have what it takes because I know your innermost being. I knit you together before yeah. your mom even knew that you were a thing. Yeah. For him to say, but I stutter, but I know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm still telling you to go. Yeah. You know, and that's no different with uh, Instagram for me. I'm like, but I, but I, but, yeah. but God, you don't understand. These women are amazing and mm-hmm. they're so talented. Like for real, Reels just really throws me for a loop because I will get on Reels and I'm like, God created the coolest people. I know. <laughs> I'm like, they're so creative. They're so creative. They're so fun. And it feels very overwhelming to me because. I don't feel like I have that. Yeah. So then I'm like, maybe Instagram's not my space because I'm I don't feel that creative. And God's like, I'm pretty clear on the fact that I called you there. So yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I heard you. Right. You know. And so it's like, stop thinking about what you don't have and think about what God's called you to, and know that He can be more than enough to fill yeah. the void. 
And it just you know? means start small. I heard um, Elizabeth Elliot say this. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like that feels like I'm going to have to sit there and I'm going to have to figure out what I was actually made to do, what I was created to do. She said the most profound thing with that was like also really dumb, like really simple, not dumb. But I was mm-hmm. I felt dumb for not having thought of it. She said, do the next thing. I was like, well, okay. that's easy. Yeah. Like, so if I don't know what moment I was created to do on the the big grand scheme of things, I'm looking at what I have to do today. Yeah. Today I have to go home and I have to be a mom. Yeah. I need to do that. And I need to do that to the glory of God. I have to go home and have to be a wife. I need to do that. And I need to do that to the glory of God. Yeah. And if you can do those things, like with the mindset that I was made for this, you'll find the big thing. It'll that is lead you to the big thing. That's where I was thing. about to say. If, but it goes back to what I have always truly believed and has found itself to be very true in our life is that if we are faithful with little, God can give us much. I know. I've actually already thought that in my brain, and I really want to do a podcast just on that. Oh, for you, sure. Because I feel like you do have a lot to say about that. I do. And it's because Josh and I, I'm not even going to go into it because it is a whole podcast To in be itself. continued. To be continued. <laughs> and you've got to tune back because that one's going to be so good. Right. Because it's, it rings so true, you know, and I love that incorporated with this made for this moment start small right start small and just um being really good at being a mom but doing it to the glory of god yeah being really good at being a wife and you know i I love that it's your highest calling it is and And because some people put it on the back burner absolutely and what happened with me personally just a very short version of made for this moment how i even got to the point of sitting in a chair doing a podcast for a women's ministry would be that i remember women um i remember coming into this family into ministry and not knowing my spot and i remember the lord saying um very very clearly you're going to be a mom and a wife and i remember going okay well that's great, but how, what does that have to do with ministry? And the Lord was like, you're just, be a very good mom and a very good wife for just a little bit. Yeah. And I did that. I got really, was very adamant about being a good mom and a good wife. And I and then things birthed from that. Mm-hmm. I remember women started coming into our church and prophesying over me that you're going to have a women's ministry, you're going to have a women's ministry, you're going to have a women's ministry. And I kind of ignored it. I knew God was going to that point. But it birthed from something small, just mm-hmm. being a mom and a wife and getting really, really good yeah. with that. And if I would have ignored that and wouldn't have really honed in on those yeah. aspects of my life, I don't feel like I'd be where I am right now. Yeah. And so what God birthed from that is he was like, okay, you did it. Mm-hmm. You're really good at that. And now you're going to encourage and train and be a part of making other women that. Yeah. Making them be who God's called them to be and um, serving a purpose in that. And so uh, that is so cool. Like you said, I love how you said that. So simplified. Just start small. Yeah. Do the next thing. Do the next thing. I love that. And um, with that being said, I had spoke a message um, um, at a women's conference that I had done that it was a two-day conference and I had the opportunity to speak all three messages and at first I felt very 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 overwhelmed by that I was like oh my gosh but then God just kind of he themed it and it rolled and it worked out perfect but the three messages that I spoke is you're loved you are called are you chosen yeah and it was I felt like God was and it's for everyone you are so incredibly loved. That is not a question. Mm -hmm. You are absolutely called. We are all called. Mm -hmm. It is a choice to be chosen. And the reason that it's a choice is because there are steps and things that you have to do for God to trust you 
to be chosen. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is, is, is don't think that you're not called. Don't think that you can't do this. Right. You personally were made for this moment for a reason. God did not mess up. And you have to know that you're called. Do you want to be chosen? I love that. Do you want to be the Esther? Do you want to be the one who... Do you want to rise to the moment? Because if not, relief for the Jews will come from another place. But don't think that you and your family will will make it out. Won't suffer. And the other thing is, is I have this ultimate fear. I don't want to stand before God and Him say, you knew what you were supposed to do. Yeah. You knew. And I had to get this one to go do it. Because you didn't want to rise up and do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to stand before God. I want it to be good conversation. <laughs> you know, like. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And I want him to just open those gates. And I just want to go on in. You know, I don't <laughs> want it to be a question of, I don't want to be standing before God and questioning, oh God, is he going to let me in? Right. You know? And so I feel like, um, yeah, I don't want relief to come from somewhere else. Right. If that's what I'm called to do, please sign me up. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, what do I need to do? Because I remember you telling the story of whenever the SFL things were happening and you kind of put it on the back burner and God told you, I'm about to give it to somebody else. Yes, very clearly. The third person who prophesied over me, and I want to say it was probably Cami Cantu, love her. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say that she said, um, she finally came up and she said, it is time you are supposed to start a women's ministry. And I went to my seat and I cried because um, he very vividly said that Claire's day. He said, if you don't, I will, I will get someone else to do it. Wow. And I remember thinking still don't to this day, miss the moment. don't miss the moment because God needed that in this time and look what's come from it. Right. I mean, major events and a podcast and all the things that God is doing. And it could be someone else sitting in this chair right, right now because I ignored that moment Yeah. and I just let it go, you know? And so um, I don't ever Which want I will to. say, encouragement for anyone who feels like they have already missed a moment. Don't worry. God comes no. back around. That he does. He does. Yeah. I'm going to pass by yeah. one more time. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just takes saying, okay, I'm not going to miss the next one. God. I won't miss the next one. I won't. If you can trust me with the next moment. Yeah. And then get excited about it. But mm-hmm. I do love the story of Esther because you may be like, okay, God told me to start a women, women's ministry. Now what do I do? Esther's was... I have to go speak to the king. Yep. But God gave Esther strategy. That's right. And I think that is something that I have been seeing a lot in my life, in the life of other people's people. (laughs) God does not just say, do this and figure it out for yourself. He says, do this. Here's how. Yep. And so what he, like he told Moses to take a staff. He gave (laughs) Joseph strategy to do all these things. He told Esther how to approach the king. She approached the king. She was very vulnerable. And then she invited him to dinner. Yeah. So she didn't unload on the king in one space. No. God showed her, invite him to dinner. Everything had a purpose. Right. And so that was how she was going to accomplish what God had put in front of her. And I just want to encourage you with that. If you're like, okay, well, this is what I feel like I need to do. Ask God for strategy. He's going to give you that. The Holy Spirit will show you what to do. We've been fighting... um, We've been fighting Cass's bedtime schedule mm. recently because mm-hmm. he's three and he does not. I mean, I could probably count on my hands how many times he has slept through the night. Oh and now God. we have a five month old who also wakes up. There have been many nights that I have woken up three times with Cannon and three times with Cass 
like getting no sleep. Mm. And so um, I told Kobe, I was like, I'm done with this. So in January, I would joke that it was going to be New Year, New Cast. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have been kind of doing a little things here and there, here and there, here and there. But I've, I've been praying, God, give me strategy. And so there's been just a few things like through the, throughout all of that, that I feel like something will happen and I'll be like, oh, okay, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. And that is a very little thing, but the Holy Spirit shows up. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to encourage you with. That's the point of that story. You have, you may have a big calling, but even in the little things, God, I need strategy for that. I need to know how to get my three-year-old to sleep through the night. Yep. Give me strategy. And yeah. I feel like God will do that for you guys. I don't you're, feel like it. I know he will. You're absolutely correct. And it's just um, feeling feeling worthy. Mm-hmm. Feeling worthy for the call, worthy for the moment, and knowing that you were definitely made for this moment. Yep. So good. Well, I'm so excited about this one. I'm excited for this one to get out there because I feel so encouraged yeah. from this. Yeah. I love that this conversation went in a direction that we weren't even planning on. I know. God is so cool. I love it. All right. See y'all next time.